45 seconds to 1994. It has been a giant year. 1994, we pause to look back at the event of a remarkable year. It was a year of change, a year of conflict, a year where bitter enemies of old took a new chance at peace. This is a year to be remembered. In 10 seconds, in 9, in 8, in 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, happy 1994! Yo! Yo! Welcome to 1994 was yesterday. Uh, it's a podcast about hip-hop from 1994 to present, comparing hip-hop through the decades. We'll also talk about current affairs uh, alongside the culture and all that includes everything to do with the culture, basically. Um, yes, follow us at 1994 was yesterday on Instagram. Subscribe 1994 was yesterday on YouTube. And, uh, and yeah, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you, brother? Good, thank you. I'm pretty hot. I know that much. It's warm in here. And outside. It's hot and sticky. You're not wrong there, mate. I like my weather like I like my women. Fiery? And pale. And wet as well from the floods now? From the floods. It has been it has been raining, thank God. The fires have died down quite a bit. Yeah, which is awesome. I feel. Um but the only thing I'd say with that is with that rain it's a relief for fires but brings new problems of flooding and then i just saw actually earlier today that there's massive hailstones golf ball size ones down in melbourne Jeez. and they're smashing um back windows of cars <laughs> so one problem goes Those and the other one weather vandals yeah i know right so um yeah that's something uh, what else uh another thing that i saw was that the water will flood it'll go into the rivers it'll bring all the ash with it yeah the ash then soaks up the water from the river and dries it out and the flip the fish are just flapping around and there's tons of fish dying everywhere because it's washing in the wow. ash so it's like with one problem comes another problem yeah unfortunately um there's again what, what to do you know, I don't know extreme weather conditions stay inside make a sun-dried tomato Bacon and <laughs> spring onion risotto, like I did earlier today. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was amazing. Shout out to Thermomix for making my life easier. Oh, is that the um, the, the thing you showed me? The spaceship thing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's you amazing. Just pop everything in there. It gives you the directions, and boom, you're done. That's sun dried tomato, candy, uh, maple bacon, spring onion, and parmesan risotto. Mm. Made in 40 minutes by your boy. Wow. Yours truly. That's uh that's quite something, my man. Yeah. Um so yesterday, talking about things that were yesterday, Conor McGregor. Oh. Or should I say Sunday? Because this is obviously pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh but Sunday. Sunday uh, for Australia was Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and mm-hmm. obviously it was in Vegas in the evening, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. That was, I've never seen in all my years. So for those who don't know, I've been quite a fighting enthusiast since very young. Um, I dabbled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I 
trained in boxing for quite a while, uh, along with kickboxing Muay Thai style. Nice. Um, so I've always loved fighting. I've always loved the sport of fighting. And I've never in my life seen somebody shoulder someone so hard in the face that they break their nose. Mate, we were like, so we watched it at um, JP's house, shout yeah. out JP, and uh, we were there watching it there and like, yeah, just goes in. Bosh, bosh, bosh. And you're just, I was just like. Surely he has to move away at one point. Right. But then I was also like, oh, is that actually legal? I mean. 100%. But like, yeah, like, obviously it is, but I was yeah. just like. Is that legal? And I was like, yeah, of course it is. I was like, how come I've never seen anyone do that before? I mean, I'm not like yeah. massively into UFC to the point where I've seen hundreds of matches, but mm-hmm. the ones that I have seen, I've never seen anyone do that. So I was just like, that's a fucking smart move. No one's, no one's thinking of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuts yeah. out of the bag now though. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if you look at the post-fight presser, they ask him to, they go, have you drilled that move over and over? And he goes, well... I noticed that when when people throw the left hand, Donald dips under that side, which opens him up for a clinch. And because each clinch is on his his left side, yeah. I can go with my left shoulder and start digging it into his face. And I was like, he planned that thing perfectly. The exact same thing that yeah. he did with Jose Aldo when he knocked him out in 13 seconds. That was amazing. He said, I'm going to dip in. Jose's going to extend. I'm going to bump back and I'm going to catch him with a left because he leaves his left side open. Boom. Yeah. Done. So yeah, he said the same thing about um, the kicking as well. Because I watched the mm. the uh, what's it called post fight press post fight press, and um, he had said that uh, he knew that he was gonna uh, that cowboy was gonna gear him up to you know high kick mm-hmm. Connor, and he was like, but with that leaves him open to get high kick exactly, and that kick was perfect. I don't. Th- I don't know if you could. I like. I'm not like some professional UFC criticizer or anything like that. But yeah, it's got to be perfect. Like it was like perfect. Like his foot was like perfectly across yeah. the jawline, yeah. and like his like the front part of Connor's foot was like just mm-hmm. behind, like where the jaw is, and mm-hmm. like the button. Yeah, as they call it. yeah. It's yeah. like you're done. You are Romeo done. There's there's a, a beauty in these new Connor's a. Connor's what, 29? Um, no, 30. No, 30 31. 31, 31 sorry. Yeah. Um, Connor's 31, so he's part of the new breed yeah. of MMA fighters still. And that amount of precision that he uses is incredible. Same precision as New Zealand's champ Israel Adesanya. Um, you, got, you got these guys that are snipers. Like, yeah. like he says, uh, timing beats speed, precision beats power. And that's... A hundred percent. I am. Um, what do you I think of him at this weight? I love him at this weight. Good. Oh, oh, good. It's it good, exciting. Huh? Yeah, it's good. I want him to face Jorge. I want him to wipe out that whole division. And then I want him to, I mean, I say I want him, right? Um, I'd like for him to eventually fight at catch weight with Israel Adesanya. Have Adesanya move down to middleweight. Yeah. And have him move up to middleweight and get even beefier. Oh, I don't, I don't that's going to, that, that'll be the biggest fight of all time but that's not going to happen for another three years well, i heard that he um that connor has four or five more fights on yeah. his contract and his contract is only like a year long or however long yeah. it takes to do yeah. those fights um but again after listening to that press conference he was saying um which i was like it's pretty good like he seemed quite humble in the fact you know i've done so sorry let me start again he someone asked him a question basically saying 
you know, what happened with your last fight compared to now? Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, to be honest with you, you know, like I had it all. Both belts, champ, champ, you know, had all the money, had all the fame. Just kind of just didn't really give a fuck. And, um, and he was saying with this fight, like he cared and he was like more back to how it was when he started for the mm -hmm. love. So, you know, do you think from that, maybe he'll extend his contract and carry oh, on for yeah. the love, right? He, he doesn't need UFC's, the money. He's not right. letting him go anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. The hey. boy makes so much goddamn money. I'm, I'm, it might be conspiracy theory, but I, I believe he's part ownership of UFC at this point. I'm, like, I'm positive he owns some kind of well, major stock in the UFC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I actually, I'm pretty sure I um, saw or uh, like read or heard or watched something that had said he was gunning for that. executive position. Yeah. And like, you know, like some sort of, um, because, you know, he, he, his whole claim is, oh, well, you know, without me, the UFC wouldn't be where it is now. I mean, yeah, it would have probably got there, but not as quick of a turnaround. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, he makes so much money for them that it's just, it's unreal. So I think it's safe to say that he definitely has something. Yeah, well, there's a list online that says, I mean, most things online can be bullshit, but mm. it says here's a list of 23 people who own a greater share of UFC of the UFC than Conor McGregor. Um, he earned 40 million in 2016. He earned reportedly 80 million just this fight alone with Donald Cerrone. Oh really? Eighty million was a purse. That's not including pay per view. That's not including sponsorship. And he got a bonus for it as well. And he got a bonus, which I think it's fifty thousand. It's nothing. <laughs> which is 60, nothing. 60, Sixty G's or something like it's that. It's literally change. That's he coughs <laughs> in a <the> napkin. <laughs> yeah, that is worth sixty thousand. Yeah, it's uh, must be real, man. Um, but what do you think of the man Conor McGregor? I still, in my eyes, he is one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever live. That's no doubt about that. He is, mm. um, one of the most technical and precise and powerful fighters. Um, easily the best trash talker in the history of MMA, but his, I feel like his personal life still kind of gets in the way and I'm nobody to judge because my personal life was garbage at one point. Mm. Everybody makes mistakes, but he still has allegations against him that, you know, are to be frowned upon heavily. Heavily, yeah. Um, I think, you know, again, in the press conference thing, Dana was uh, going on about how, you know, McGregor's happier now, all the rest of it. Da -da -da -da. Um, that's why he was fighting better. That's why there was less trash talk, trash talk mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I think... At the end of the day, unfortunately, it's going to be one of those things that whether he gets proven to be uh, guilty, well, if he gets proven to be guilty, it's kind of one of those things that like people are going to forgive quite quickly. If he gets if he gets proven to be guilty for yeah the yeah. R word yeah I know but like but also if you look at like it's not like his yeah his career will be over but it's not like. He still is this multi-billionaire. He's still like his, pro I just don't think it will make that much of an impact on his life as one would think. Mm. Uh, but again, you never know. I mean, who am I to say what happened and what didn't happen? You know, there's a lot of people who are absolutely mental psychopath people who 
you know, say things that aren't necessarily true or over-exaggerate the truth because that person is famous, etc. There's lots of instances in the past. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, let evidence speak for itself. It's, it's, odd, it. it's odd though because I have a friend um, from, if I'm not mistaken, he's from the same area as Connor and he, he tells me all the news three mm. weeks three weeks before it even comes out. Yeah. And he goes, oh, this happened in Ireland during Connor's powder days, you mm. know? Um, and he goes, man, oh my God, you can't believe this. Like this week, this, this, and this happened. Um, some of my friends were there and they saw him and look at this home video. This was video from somebody else's phone. Yeah watching him run out of some like slummy ass place and all that stuff. And sure enough, three weeks later, the news picks it up and they go, yeah. this just in. And it's like, cause he said news around Dublin travels insanely fast, yes, especially if you're a celebrity. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's odd how, you know, news can travel that fast, but people still go, Oh, well, you know, they haven't tried it. And apparently according to my friend, is um, you cannot say that somebody is guilty unless they are... Oh, sorry. You can't report on it whatsoever until they're actually tried and proven guilty. So you can't even say that this person is a suspected rapist. Mm. You can't even say that. Yeah, because then I guess he could sue for defamation of character exactly. if it's exactly. not proven. Yeah. I mean, we see how it plays out. Um, I mean, hopefully day, he's a great fighter, but I don't know. It just, it's still, I mean... It's like it's like it's also a bit it's of like a this. character that he's putting on, you know what I mean, to be the good boy. Because when you looked real quick in the octagon, a flash mm. of him came back. Yeah, I, and saw, he was just, yeah, I saw that. And he just started getting all riled up again, and then he noticed what he was doing and pulled right back. Yeah, he composed himself. Um, but you know, I think it, it it pulls parallels, and not I want to go because you can go down the rabbit mm -hmm. hole. But um, for example, with Michael Jackson, a really high caliber. Um, professional person at the top of his game, just mm -hmm. like Connor's at the top of his game. Mm -hmm. um, Michael Jackson, alleged of X, Y, and Z, you know. Different kids. You know, all the rest. Of, yeah, you know what I mean? But people still, I mean, which one's kind of, well, it's not about which one's worse. They're both as bad as each other. But the point I'm making is, during what I was saying before, is that like, when you have someone who's of that caliber, there's always going to be people who are like, nah, that's bullshit. Like that oh, never 100%. happened. Doesn't matter if it's proved. Yeah. It's bullshit. And Michael Jackson, as his legacy, he still stands strong. And for me, like I, for my personal things, you know, I think what I think. But his music is always separate yeah. to to the person. To the person, right? Just like Connor, like I think he's fighting and the way he is, all this sort of yeah. stuff. That personality, I think, is separate to the person no i don't know what he's like behind closed doors maybe yeah. he's a fucking maniac or maybe he's like just a chilled bloke who just i mean who knows that's so, it. that's it at the end of the day who knows and <clears throat> we can always speculate but but at yeah at the end of the day it's not our life no so but hopefully uh it will works out hopefully for every party for every party yeah um someone who it didn't work out for briefly uh, to sort of talk about is uh, old Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They, uh, I saw on some uh, British newspaper headline, it was Meg Exit. That's quite Meg good. Yeah, That's Meg pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, I heard that um, they were moving to Canada 
And that's cool. uh, Romeo Dunn. That's pretty cool. I mean, people were slating. I actually had a conversation with someone who's a bit older than us uh, uh, last week, and they were like, it's disgusting. Like, you know, he's supposed to be this person to do like a real royalist mm. type thing. I'm not really into the royal family. I don't really care either way. It doesn't, make, it doesn't really affect me in anything mm. that I do. Um, but when it comes down to it, I saw a report, like he had mentioned about how uh, on some interview or off the cuff remark, how, you know, his mum basically got killed by the media. He refuses to let the same sort of thing happen to his wife, which fair play to the bloke, man. At the end yeah. of the day, like, uh, you know, fuck that shit. I, you know, I would be exactly the same, man. Like he's always going to be Prince Harry. He's got a high profile. He's, he's got his Invictus Games thing. It's not like he isn't going to be able to earn money and all the rest of it. Like he's all good. Like he's chilling. And I don't think he needs to have any, um, his job doesn't need to be the Prince of England. He doesn't yeah. need that job. Mm. Like he is that, that's it done. I'd like to be the Prince of England though. Not How good lie. would that be? I would like to be the Prince of Genovia. Genovia. Yep. Get Anne Hathaway to be my partner in crime. Obviously keep my wife, but um, <laughs> I don't know how that would work. I'm sure she wouldn't mind to be princess of Genovia. Well, there and you then go. Anne Hathaway could just be queen of Genovia. How about that? Perfect. I like it. How good was that movie? Did you ever see that movie? Yes. The Princess Bride? Prince. Princess Story? Princess uh, Bride? Prin the one in, based in San Francisco, right? Yeah. And there was a part two of it. I swear there was a part two as well. That nobody watched? Wasn't uh, G uh, that English actress in it? Um, Judy. Sound of Music. Over another. Yep. Judy Garland. Mm. Judy Gilmore. Judy. It, nope. Definitely not The Princess Bride. <laughs> I typed that in. And it's a movie from 1987. Who's a what is it called? The Princess. Comment below if you know what the hell this movie is yeah. called, because I can't find out. Let me see. Anne Hathaway Princess. Judy, Judy something or another, right? Well, yeah. Princess Diaries. Diaries. Princess Diaries. What <clears throat> an amazing movie! It's actually not that bad if you haven't seen it. I know you're going to be like, oh, these motherfuckers. But it's actually not that bad. It's so, so good. Check it. And it's based in San Francisco, and San Francisco is sick. So I went through a stage where, um, where I really liked chick flicks, like for a while, like teenage chick flicks for a while. I was obsessed with Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, um, 16 Candles. Let me tell you like something. All that stuff. Breakfast Club is one of my top five favorite movies. So good. It's a cult classic. It's, uh, it's the... Fucking sick. I, mean, I can't even talk because it's that good. Um, but yeah, I get you, man. Like, you know, I definitely love a rom-com every now and again or like a chick flick. Like, you know, it's just easy to watch and it's like, it's a, it's a nothing yeah. type thing. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite fun. I had a fat crush on Molly Ringwald too. I was a, really? I was little. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if you look at, if you, if you know my wife, she's a pale redhead. And Molly Ringwald was it a pale redhead. redhead. So I did. I was into that style since yeah. I was young. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was just like, Molly stole my heart until my wife stole my heart. There you go. And then boom. Fun fact. Did you know that uh, Princess Diaries was produced by Whitney Houston? What? <laughs> it says it right here. Whitney Houston. Let's see if it's the same one. You know how many Whitney Houstons there are in the world? Yes, it is the same one. Wow. So Ain't that something? Oh, Whitney. Oh, Whitney. Mm. Um, Rest in peace. Anyway, moving forward. 
Um, so, Ivy Park and Adidas right. dropped on Saturday. Did you get a chance to have a look at any of it at all? I saw what you sent me. So, yeah, okay. yeah. so You're a bit more in the fashion loop than I am. I removed myself from the fashion loop a little bit more once I started getting broker and broker. <laughs> You're telling me, brother. Um, well, let's just say that I ain't afraid to... It looks sick. What? Okay. I like it. Let me tell you something. So the white... The white um... Oh, wait. I only saw the burgundy. Okay, so there's a burgundy... Burgundy and orange colorway. and Which then I like that colorway. Yeah. And then I think, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, you've been to the UK? No. Okay, so there's a, you know, like Coles, Woolworths. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a one in the UK called Sainsbury's. And the colorway is maroon and orange, the exact We're gonna same. We're going to pop that. We're going to pop yeah, that. Yeah, I'll throw it up, up there. there. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, How do you spell it? Sainsbury's, so like uh, S-A-I-N-B-U-R-Y-S. Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's. Is and it it's bank? A, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a Coles, uh, like a supermarket. So the uniform that they wear is burgundy and the Sainsbury's is in the same orange. It's ridiculous. So I typed in Sainsbury, Sainsbury's yeah. and everything that has come up is same Sainsbury is trying to sue Beyonce Ivy Park collection for stealing their style. There you go. You're ahead of the curve. You heard it here, and, this, and this just came out 11 hours ago. There you go. You heard it here. Sainsbury's well, is trying to sue Beyonce and Ivy Park for stealing their color scheme. I'm telling you, it's exact same. Oh, so yeah, I, 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 I throw it up on the, um, just up on here. Um, so yes, I don't mind the colorway. The other colorway was just white, white on white. Mm. Now the white stuff, there's a, there's a hoodie, a sweater, and a t-shirt mm-hmm. that are pure fire. Like, I very much enjoy. The burgundy stuff, the same thing. The hoodie, the t-shirt, and the... Uh, oh, no, sorry, they don't have the hoodie. The, uh, the t-shirt and the sweater, fire. They have tights, like, you know, like female tights. Um, so you most of the tights? Huh? You into the tights? I am. Um, but in this collection, they're definitely female oriented tights mm-hmm. uh they got like mesh like mesh uh vented parts it's, they're just very female orientated um don't uh, which i think is sick and then what's the other thing i liked uh oh and then the ultra boosts i liked them and i liked the night joggers all the everything else in there fucking garbage right like the backless cap did you, you see you, that? Okay, so you know what's funny about that? I think that's garbage. And I showed Sophie, uh, and so that Sophie's my partner, and she said that is so perfect because I always want to have a cap on, but I want to have my hair high up. So actually... Hey, we don't even know about that. I didn't even... Right? I didn't even know that shit. So, Sophie's ahead of the curve. So, um, so actually, logistically, that's actually quite a good garment item. But long short of it is, if you go on the Adidas website, at least the AU one, Mm-hmm. All the white stuff is sold out. Yeah. I, I Are you on the now? Yeah, I'm on the now. The white stuff is sold out. The only thing that's left is the orange and burgundy oh, that and, and then they don't like. And then they have the all orange as well. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So they have a bra that is like a like a sports bra that's burgundy with orange stripes, which is sick as well. Like if I was a chick, I'd definitely be rocking that. But all the other shit is shit. And how about this for an unpopular opinion? And let me know what you think down in the comments, people. She is the wrong person to model it. Now, 
I know that's a thin line to walk I'm, across. I'm not going to, I have a lot of really bad opinions. So, and um, so I'm not going to judge you for, your, for okay. yours, if anything. But so, let, so, so let me explain where I'm coming from, right? So I think that when you see the images of her, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, she should be this and should be that. I just mean specifically her as a model. Her, um, the way it sits on her, the clothes, specifically like the tights and the, the track pants, mm-hmm. um, because of the way it just looks, the clothes sit on her really weirdly. And I think that, like, you know, if I was of any sort of charge, I would maybe uh, think maybe we should have more than one female representing yeah. a body shape. That'd be cool. So, like, for, by all means, like, man, if I had a clothing brand or, like, if I was collaborating with Adidas especially, like, I would 100% want to be in the images, of course, and it's probably written in the contract. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd be smart enough to recognize that uh, you know what? It'll be good to have another body build, body type within um, the catalog, just to show off how other people wear it. Because Beyonce's body type is is quite unique, specific body type, right? And like, don't get me wrong, that's that's all good. I'm just, you know, really literate. That's all good. Yeah, because you know people be wilding out about this type of shit. But I'm just saying, I think definitely should have giving examples of other body types. And same with the guy. The guy who's in there is like super, super thin. And it's like, well, how do the clothes fit on like bigger guys yeah. and people who are more stocky and stuff yeah. and broader, you know? So a good idea too. Just getting three sizes, three people. Yeah. Done. Three different sizes. A really, really big girl, a girl that's right in the middle and then a really skinny girl. Yeah. With them all wearing the exact same models of clothes so you can see how you can style it if you're a skinny girl. Exactly. Because maybe those... I, I can't imagine, but maybe the pants that Beyonce fills out really nicely mm. um, is not going to look as filling on a very skinny girl. Okay, so a good example is um, Reese Weatherspoon. I know, came out of nowhere, right? She got sent um, a package from Beyonce, like a big box package. I don't know if anyone in the, out in the world there saw it. Um, but basically, she put on the jumpsuit um, mm-hmm. That Beyonce wears, that. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce wears it really, really well. I know, contradicting what I was saying before, but for the most part, um, um, she she wore this basically uh, quite well. On Reese, it drowned her because yeah. she's quite a, sp- a petite, you know, thinner person right. body type, and like, yeah. So I think it would. It's also been... drowning on the guy. Yeah, I just, I yeah. just uh, see what I mean. So I'm looking at the one. Where I'll, I'll throw it up on we, the. We um, can throw the images up. There's yeah. one of Beyonce, and it curves with her body. Yeah. And then you have one of the guy, and it looks like he's wearing his older brother's pajamas. Yeah, exactly. It looks right. terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think the the whole direction of that was, you know, could have had. They should have got Kanye in there to at least fit them. Something. Um, Not everybody could do it, man. I know I can't. No, oh, I definitely cannot that's pretty much it um but anyway so so that's sort of like i wanted just to mention that but talking about carne hip-hop music etc uh mr slim never shady just dropped an album he started um what was it called murder music to murder two music to murder two alfred alfred hitchcock thing yeah yeah i i um, i read that yeah um Okay, initial thoughts, mate. 
it's absolutely trash and he should never ever release any more music ever again he's a he's a genius he's a he's one of the greatest to ever do it he has an immense legacy he has he's impacted the world many times over over mm. and over again he's raised 90% of people my age uh, when it comes to hip hop mm -hmm. he's helped shape our thoughts he helped people just speak out and not say whatever he's produced one of the greatest movies uh, that you know um in relation to hip hop that has ever existed um, okay. And he needs to ride off into the sunset and just continue to be a legend and not taint that by coming back and continue to fight. I've, I compare it to a boxer, let's say like Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. right, who was phenomenal and was the greatest to ever do it. Not saying Eminem was the greatest to ever do it, but in his regard as a white he's rapper, he's the greatest white rapper to ever exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I think so. Sorry. The, um, it's like Muhammad Ali coming back back when he's way older past his prime and then just continue to try to fight and he keeps losing there's obviously muhammad ali fans that will keep going like yeah, yeah of course that's okay keep, keep keep going yeah. but i just can't i can't look past everyone that says that his album is awesome or they're excited for are like really bogan australians or like rednecks and like all these people that they felt like they had a bit of a voice in hip hop because he was around and, mm. and they definitely did. And he definitely did. But the people that are supporting him now are just supporting him because he's Eminem, not because the music is any good. So these are people that their opinions by default suck most of the time. Mm. And this opinion also sucks. So I, I got into a little bit of a tit for tat with this kid on Facebook. Oh yeah. Um, what happened? Well, he just, posted about the new Eminem album and I was like man save your time it's really bad and he's like I don't know what you're smoking but this thing is amazing and it's like are you are you kidding me <laughs> this doesn't make any sense like dude I'm sorry but we bought the character of Eminem you oh, know what I'm absolutely. saying we bought the character of Marshall Mathers Eminem yeah absolutely. when you come back and you're writing love songs and you're teaming up with Ed Sheeran that's not the character mm -hmm. you're you're changed the whole different character that's like trying to bring The Godfather 4 and make it a comedy. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's like, don't ruin something that's awesome. Just close that chapter and now come back as something else. How about you produce other people instead of just coming back and trying to change the whole genre again? And then he's trying to mix like weird little like uh, aggressive songs with like love songs. Like, what the hell is going on? This has no flow whatsoever. Yeah, it does seem um, specifically with some of those tracks... Uh, that are like that. It does seem all over the place. Um, it seems like he's trying to prove a point because um, he tries and does some of that like mumble stuff and it's like, bruv, yeah. you don't need to do that. Like you can rap really quickly and without it being all slurred yeah. and bullshit, it's like just stick. I understand that like maybe creatively it's more fun, all the rest of it. Then just just release a mixtape, just a chill, That's whatever. It. Like, who gives a shit? Like, this is for fun thing. Mm -hmm. And if it's sick, it's sick. If it's not, then whatever. But like, that my first um, impressions were, I was listening to the intro. I was like, all right, cool. Listen to the first track. I was like, oh, this is not so bad. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. It's like, oh, you got all these big names. You got Royce to Five Nine, all that. And it's like, it's shit. I I can't like, believe they even co-signed on that stuff. Man, you could tell that. Money must be tight or something. There's got to be something going on because I mean, why would you bother? I mean, I don't know. I, I maybe he's just surrounded by a lot of yes men, 
you know, I guess a lot of the time Probably, that happens. Yeah. Um, and people are like, yeah, that's sick, that's sick. Like, 50 I'm Cent was surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Look how he turned out. Oh, I know, unfortunately, man. Like, I actually, Sophie and I just watched um, Get Rich and Get Rich or yeah. Die Trying, and, like, for the 50 millionth time. This is mm-hmm. the first time she saw it. And she was like, oh, it's really, really good in that. And she's like, oh, like, I don't think I've really listened to him that much. And, like, I was like, don't worry about any songs, any albums except for the first one. Yeah. Get Rich Die Trying was, was sick. The, another one that goes down in the in the hip hop greats. You know what I mean? Like it was just a banger. Every song was a banger off yeah. that album. Yeah, and you know what? I'm definitely not someone who's like a massive fan of Fifty or even <clears throat> Eminem, old Eminem. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck, bro, why didn't someone just sort of shake him? Like Royce is supposed to be his mate, like his boy. Or why don't he or anyone from D12 just be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? This shit's whack. But they you, don't, they you don't can, want to. But he can do something. The, the issue is, is that he can be better. Yeah. Like, I know he the past four or five albums or whatever is shit. But there is proof in the pudding. But if your past four albums are shit, that must say something, bro. It's not everyone else. It's you, bro. <laughs> like, that you must say I mean? something. That's like, that's like being with a... With meeting a girl and her she, her going, oh, I had ten other boyfriends, but they're all crazy. It's like mm, it's a red flag. <laughs> oh, Just mate, the like biggest Dre, red flag. somebody has to go in there and go. Listen, man, you you only have a couple tries left before you ruin your reputation. He, yeah, because right Definitely. now, to be honest with you, if another Eminem single ever came out, I won't listen to it probably. And and. I'm not saying this from a high horse at all. Uh, my listen means absolutely jack shit in the sea of people that are listening. Mm. He's making millions off this album right now as we speak. Mm. He can put out, he can fart for five minutes straight and it's going to make millions of dollars because it's Eminem. But as a fan and as a lover of hip hop, it's an insult to put out an album like that. Well, that's why it's like, you know, you have people like us who kind of stick to our um our decade ish mm. you know what i mean like we kind yeah. of stick to that 94 onwards uh bracket of like 94 to 2004 ish or whatever mm. you know what i mean like we kind of stick back then because it's like everything is just it's better as a whole as a collective like yes there's obviously great things that have come out mm-hmm. since then and the rest of it um but as a collective like you know that's why you know i think eminem his past shit is obviously way it's doesn't even match up to anything he puts out now. It's like such on a high level. And that's the stuff that he first brought out. Yeah. Um I just I don't get it, dude. Like yeah. and I and I love I'm someone that I love old hip hop and I love hip hop of today. I listen to someone like Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm. and everybody in their moms is listening to his most recent album and going this literally sounds like nails scratching on a chalkboard. This is horrible. Yeah. But I can look past that and go, okay, poetically, what is he trying to do? For some reason, I can't look past this Eminem album and see, okay, poetically, what is he trying to do? Because he's featuring people that are only radio banger moneymakers. Yeah. Which is clearly, he's trying to put himself in the radio banger moneymaker section. Meanwhile, Earl is featuring people who you never heard of, his neighbor from across the street. You know, meanwhile, he's a mm. he's a huge artist, but he's featuring people like his neighbor from across the street. 
Eminem's featuring. And, and, and I love Ed Sheeran. I'm someone who I think Ed Sheeran's, he, he can slap. You know what I mean? Like he can yeah, put together it. some bangers for sure. But it's just so odd. Just, I don't know. I, and again, like, yeah, I might get to that point where I'm 40 something years old. And I'm still making music and people going, fuck, this kid didn't bump from when he started. Yeah. Why is he still going on? And it's, Eminem's probably just doing it for the love of it. He doesn't give a damn what we think. Yeah, that's true. And that's rad. But sure you. when you put out music, <clears throat> it opens up to interpretation. And we're just giving our opinion. Yeah. I mean, you have someone who releases something like that who is live and kicking. And then, you know, the same day. Uh, or the same period of time, you know, you have Mac Miller dropping circles. And it's such a contrast between the two. And it's like, wow. Like, I, I listened to them. The first time I listened to both of them, I listened to it, the Eminem album first. And then uh, Circles, mm -hmm. back to back. And I was like, oh, how refreshing is this? Yeah. Fuck, this is, whew, I can relax and like just chill and like really like dive into the tunnel of like the album that is circles, yeah. you know, really sort of like take that deep dive into Matt Miller's fucking circle ocean and just immerse myself. It's so good. Oh, that amazing. entire album is, is absolutely flawless. From track one. It makes you a bit emotional too. Oh, it's all that, mate. It's all that emotional rollercoaster, that whole album. Um, Hats off to Max people around him that have managed to you know put that together finalize it and distribute it yeah like yeah massive shout out to those guys because i mean it couldn't have been easy um sort of mixing that down and listening to him over and over and over again remembering those sessions and yeah all that shit but um what an amazing album let's uh wow super impressed um do you think that it is his best album that he, uh, in his uh, disco discography? No. Discography? Do you think people still say that? I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, like, I don't think it's, I, then again, I've only listened to it a couple times. Mm. Things tend to grow on me and I go, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to go back, but when I, let's say when I listen to, Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs back in 2018, I thought it was one out of 10. Yeah. And now in 2020, I think it's 10 out of 10. And which is for, for me to sort of think any rap album is absolutely perfect and flawless. It's to take that album that I thought was garbage in 2018 and let it sink in over two years. And then now hmm. it's like I'm two years later banging it like crazy, singing out everything. Um, Circles is definitely going to be an album that maybe I will consider to be his best album later on. Um, but as of right now, I still think like with the features and everything on Swimming, hmm. um, and by features, I mean specifically Thundercat because he's my favorite bassist of all yeah. time. Uh, sorry, second favorite bassist of all mm, Yeah, second favorite bassist of all time. Um, that was... That whole album had you grooving from the moment that it started to the moment that it ended. So I think that he peaked in swimming. Um, but Circles is it's just a continuation from swimming, really. Yeah. It's just that season two. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think I would echo that for sure. Um, 
yeah, I I definitely am more inclined to the more upbeat type mm-hmm. beats. But um, yeah, I think I th- think I definitely echo you for sure. Also, 07 I was Shake, shout out Jersey. 07 I was Shake released a new album. I think it was yesterday. Um, and everything she's been putting out is really good. I listened to the album. I was really excited. And she put out for the past six months, she's been putting out singles. Mm-hmm. And the sadly enough, the only memorable or good song, or I shouldn't say good, the only memorable non-background music songs on the album are the six singles that she put out. And mm. I can't, I'm, I'm so not a fan of people putting out singles and then putting out an album and including all those singles into the album because I feel like it's cheating. Like, yeah, because then you just got six songs out of the what people do twelve now or something ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so half the album, I, and I, so I know half the album already, yeah. and I think that they're already good. So now it's it's going to drop the level of all the other stuff. What do you think about that? You know, when we were growing up, we would get twenty-two, if not a two-disc of mm-hmm. twenty-two, and now people drop twelve, eight track albums, five, five, yeah, and um, they're shorter. A lot of time, I, two minutes I, long. I like it because of the science behind it, mm-hmm. where now we can put out music way quicker. I can record something today, mm-hmm. and next week it'll already be on Spotify, right? Because give or take, it could really be on Spotify in about three days. Mm-hmm. But you have someone like, let's say Kanye, who who produced and put out those five, I think it was like five different tapes. You know, you got Nas, you got... um. Tiana Taylor, uh, Pusha T, Yay, like mm-hmm. his own Yay stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, maybe there was one more I could, that I can't remember. But he can pop stuff out a lot more now. You know, people can pop stuff out yeah. twice, three times a year if they want to. I like, I like people dropping singles. I think it's cool. I'd rather, instead of getting an album of 12, I'd almost rather get one single a month. Like Frank Ocean's been doing it lately. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. And... Just give me something new every month that I can look forward to and I can bump over and over and over and over and on repeat. Because if your album, I'm not going to listen to the entire thing for, let's say it takes an hour to get through your album and then to listen to it again. But the single, that only takes four minutes. Yeah. So I can listen to that on the 10 playlist. times a day. Yeah. And imagine the amount of money that they're getting from people just bumping that over and over. That's definitely, uh, you're onto something there for sure. Yeah. That's definitely the way forward. I think I actually... Really, really like that idea, um, massively. Yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm just uh, readjusting myself. Um. So yeah, I, I guess uh, massive, massive fan of the new album. Yeah. Can Very I tell good. you what I'm not a massive fan of? What? Apart from the Eminem album. Um. No, I don't know. What is it? So the other day. I was watching uh, Ellen, mm-hmm. and I saw the Black Eyed Peas oh, no. perform Just their new no. song with some oh, random chick. I wish I didn't tell you to tell me. It's uh, it was you know it was it was horrible. Obviously, uh, it was really horrible. Actually, God. why do they keep going? But do you know, do you remember Black Eyed Peas before um, Fergie? As in, like when they were like a band. Yeah, yeah, like original. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That was so sick. Yeah. It was it's, new. It was, ama- it, I fucking, I remember it so vivid. Like, I loved it, man. It was sick. Um, I think my boy Ashley Edwards turned me on to it. 
And I was like, whoa, this is fucking sick. Because I think before that, I'd only listened to uh, sort of like hip hop that was produced as opposed to like live right. hip hop. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or maybe it was, but I didn't realize or some shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, fuck, man, amazing. And then they got that Fergie chick into their band. And yeah, all right, maybe for money wise, they did relatively well, yeah. which is okay. But fuck, man, that was such a shit move because i always would say ah oh, this sucks but remember the old black eyed yeah. peas fuck yeah man that's weird it's almost like fuji's coming back without lauren hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah um which it which would be incredible shout out Wyclef if you can please at least have a fuji's reunion tour that'd be <sighs> sick. I, bet I would pay the I would, coin for yeah, that. i would probably donate my one of my kidneys for that could you imagine how sick that would be if they did a, the the score the, the whole score just came out did the score and went back home it's like a uh, wu-tang when they uh were on their 36 chambers tour yeah everybody there well apart from odb yeah um, i think his son was there though but his son was there that's right yeah yeah um wow that'd be incredible and then Nas, he did his ilmatic tour fuck um yeah, that'd be amazing. That would be really good. Is there anyone else that you would like to see sort of do uh, an iconic, take their iconic album and sort of do a uh, do a, a world tour? I'd have to get back to you on that. That's that's a really good question. It's and a I, feel like I don't want to waste it on someone shitty. Um, for all you people out there, hit us up on Instagram or uh, write down in the comments. You know, if who you'd want to. Who you'd like to see come back and uh, sort of just just do their thing on a world tour? Um, I think for me it would definitely be uh, um, it's hard, right? You don't want to waste it on somebody. You know, I okay. You know who who you know what I would do? I'd have KRS One. Everyone who features, I know it's a bit hard because um, Scott LaRock is not alive. Mm -hmm. But everyone who features on the Retrospect album, which actually is just like a collaborative, like mm -hmm. a mixtape type album thing. But I'd have every single one of those songs being performed with all the people who featured. Yeah, cool. I think that would be my shit for sure. Or, um, yeah, no. Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah. Definitely. I think I'd go a completely opposite direction. It, couldn't it be someone that's still making music today? Yeah. It's just one of their, let's say, old albums. Mm. Um. I'd I'd want Frank Ocean to come to Australia and play Blonde from start to finish by himself and just have the stage, all the pianos and everything around him, and he just goes to every little station and he does what he's got to do, and he doesn't cancel the tour, and he doesn't get <laughs> sick or anything like that, and he actually comes and he actually plays, and that'd be incredible. That would start be at the Opera House. Where else? Like it yeah, has it to could, be that limited be amount, else. limited amount of people. You know what I mean? But it has to be that good quality. Because he could sell out four stadiums if he wanted to, full of people that are desperate to see him because he's yeah. cancelled so many goddamn times. Um, but yeah. What are you uh what are you up to later today? Um, what we got in the books this week. This week, uh, more work and then um um hopefully having a baby. <laughs> so uh, that's on the cards. How sick. I know, it's crazy. Um so yeah, hopefully doing that. Um, 
Well, I imagine definitely doing that. We're past the due date. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yeah, so definitely doing that. Um, alongside that, um, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. What about you? Um, house hunting, working. Mm-hmm. Um, you're coming house hunting with me later. Yeah, that is correct. Or in about a couple minutes or so. Um, but overall, I think... Um, making music i'm still i'm working on an ep um Mm -hmm. called kansas so that's going to be really fun i don't know when it's going to come out and i'm not trying to rush it i'm trying to just make things good um it's going to be featuring brad davies out of new zealand Mm -hmm. um lb another rapper out of auckland new zealand and uh, i'm going to try to get a couple more established features on um and we'll put out this ep called kansas this is gonna be fun i like the name thank you i named it literally for no reason i was just like i just want to name it kansas yeah that's sick that's some of the best things come for no reason whatsoever um are you producing it all as well everything from start to finish is produced by yours truly my first project that i've ever fully produced and is going to be released recorded and everything by myself um i've before I used to work with other producers to get their beats and all that kind of stuff. And mm. now you'll be able to hear a little bit of my soul throughout everything. Yeah, so it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be real fun. Um, so that's all I'm working on this week, really. Um, and that's about it. I, what, what's on in Sydney this week? What's, um, what's doing? Well, I can tell you. <laughs> um, actually, starting off on Thursday, randomly, we got... Um, Laura and Lalo, um, and she's sort of like an R&B artist, and she does, she sort of does R&B, but over trap music. Cool. Which is different. It's kind of cool. Um, so the she's got a mixtape launch at Frida's. Uh, the mixtape's called For Her. So it launches at Frida's at 8 p.m., which is um, in Chippendale. Where is it? Uh... We'll put the address. Yeah, right so yeah, it's it's just next door to Gladstone. So for oh, right. wherever you know where Gladstone yeah. is, it's just yeah. down. It's like uh, across the street. Oh, awesome! Like a, a store down from there, down like a little alleyway thing. It's, it's a sick little venue. Um. So yeah, shout out to Laura and Dallo. And then on Friday we got um Hip Hop Fridays after work drinks at the Carter, which is in the city. Uh, it's in uh, Darling Harbour. Um, I believe Marky's Saturday hosted by ASAP Rocky. Oh, yeah, which uh, in the flesh, yeah, apparently, uh, it's in the Star Casino. Oh, so you gotta have to pay money to go in, yeah. That one's uh, a cost. It didn't, I like, I tried to sort of read up about it and like it was super vague, so I don't really, I don't really know what it means hosted by ASAP Rocky, but apparently the man's going to be there, so that's something. Yeah, uh, probably rocking that new uh, ASAP Yams tra- uh, chain that uh, old mate Drake hooked him up with. Uh, Taylor's Friday night mixtape at Republic Hotel on Pitt Street, uh, which is like a rooftop bar. I'm pretty sure I've been there before. Um, I don't, I can't remember what it was called, but I'm pretty sure I've been there before. And you had to walk through like an Asian restaurant. That's really weird. Oh, cool. Uh, but um, but yeah, sounds dope. And then we got Flying Lotus. At, uh, Oh, on Friday. Call theater at eight fifteen. Yeah, my boy's going. Yeah, I I can't afford it. It's eighty bucks. 
That's not too bad. That's not too bad to see a legend in yeah. the beat scene. Um, speaking of beat scene, hit us up uh, if you know of any beat related, you know, crews, clubs, scenes uh, in Sydney. I know LA has a gigantic beach scene, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but in Sydney, I can't seem to pinpoint any specific underground you know, uh, low end theory sort of vibes. Yeah. And if we need to make it, then, uh, let us know yeah. and we can get something sorted out and get some really good Sydney producers to show their shit and, um, get everyone united. Absolutely. And that's the same with like, you know, if you've got like a, um, a gig or a show or whatever going on, that's, you know, to do with hip hop related things, just hit us up in the comments, slide into our DMS, uh, let us know and we can, um, you know, shout it out. You know what I mean? 100%. Uh, and then Saturday, we have R&B, hip-hop and old school at the Carter. Um, nice. Homemade, hip-hop, R&B and house, which is something. Um, the venue is in Darling Harbour. I think it's called Home. Home, the venue. Yeah, I haven't heard of it, but. Yeah, cool. I think it's something like that. I don't know. Google it if you, if if it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Um, we got one day DJs at Beach Road Hotel, which is in Bono Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one day DJs is comprised of Joyride, Aidit of Horror Show, Ralph of Jackie Onassis, and Nick Loopy of Spit Syndicate. Um, so, basically, apparently. If you don't know, they were handpicked to open up Drake on his Australian stadium tour, which is pretty cool. Right. Um, and then the One Day DJs apparently are widely regarded as Australia's premier hip-hop party crew. Um, I know it's been going on for a while, the One Day thing. Um, I've actually never been myself, but uh, a few of my mates have gone and it's pretty fire. So definitely check that shit out. Um, and then... Fire Bars is a charity cipher slash performances at the Gladstone, uh, which is in Chippendale. So right. it's just up the road from Frieda's. Mm-hmm. And they're raising money for the fireys, like the firefighters and regional firefighters out awesome. here. Uh, so it's like Disaster Resilience and Recovery Fund. Open mic starts at 7.30, well, 7.30 to 8 at the Gladstone. So that's definitely not one to miss. Um you know, I think it'll be good. It's, you know, basically step up, open mic, freestyle, see what's going down. And then uh, I guess some Are people... Are going to go fall. freestyle? Me? You never know, but probably not. Um, and then the last one is uh, the Lunar Block Party starts on Saturday. Um, so again, it's another bushfire fundraising jam starting at two o'clock, Darling Square under the Pier Street Bridge. Uh, basically there's gonna be like breaking workshops breaking battles djs showcases from some dope dance crews cool cool uh basically it's just like a block party everything's gonna be going on um so yeah basically if you're keen go down there and hit it up um but yeah like i said before if there's anything that you guys want to um shout it out or get the you know the sydney to know what's going on hit us up We'll be happy to uh, shout you out. 100%. Um, and so just 
on a, another thing. Um, this week slash day in 1994, just to bring it circular. Full circle. Um, for all you cricket lovers out there, which is basically just Australians, because I'm not really a fan of cricket, Angel. I'm not a fan of cricket either. But regardless, Australia beat South Africa 2-1 to one to win Cricket's World Series Cup loss uh, in 1994. Big up, South Africa. Big up. Um, and we mentioned Michael Jackson earlier. Apparently this week he got accused of molesting a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> and uh, settled a civil lawsuit out of court. Out of court. Mm. Money, 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 money. So basically, your man is probably guilty. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Why else wouldn't you want a fair trial? Yeah, exactly. And talking about fair trials and people who are fucking idiots, R. Kelly. Ooh, I bet he, he wishes that. He, I bet he believes he can fly right now. Oh, That's what oh I'm, I'm sure he does. He wishes he can fly. Uh, but this week. In 1994, he released Bump and Grind, which, let's be real, was fucking awesome. Banger. Great Again, song. Again, separating the man from the music. Just exactly. because we uh, enjoyed the song does not mean that we enjoy the man. Exactly, yeah. I don't really feel like I would ever want to get pissed on. So Yeah, at all. That's weird. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Stiff arm. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, man, um, for all you people out there listening on uh, via podcast or you know iTunes and Spotify, slide into our DMs if you've got any questions or comments and feedback, all you YouTube watchers out there, or if you're just listening via YouTube, um, come and drop a comment, let us know what's going on. Yeah, again, any questions that we can answer. If you've got any uh, topics that you want us to sort of cover and talk about and stuff, we'll be down for that. Um, best believe so yeah basically again you can find us on instagram at 994 was yesterday youtube 994 was yesterday standard um and yeah that's it easy peasy lemon squeezy thanks for listening y'all peace peace we out